This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Bruchim Abayim, welcome, Chavirim. It's a pleasure to be your Shachin Tov and to have a Zchut to, to learn together. Um, the opportunity is really my honor. Tonight's uh, learning should be Le'ilu Nishmat Asher Bas Sivyo, Ben Sivyo, the grandfather of Eddie. What's your last name? Simchayev. The 34th yard site. So on this occasion we wish that Eddie's grandfather began Eden to him and Uchato. Should be Melitz Yosher for his whole family, for good health, happiness, success. Parnasa Berevach, Adbi Asko Tzadak. Also tonight's learning should be Lenishmas, Rebrani's aunt. Seventh month. Seven month yard site of? Dvorah Bat Rachel. Dvorah Bat Rachel, began Eden to should be Mitzvah Yishara for her whole family, for Simcha Sanachas, for his good health, and Bracha V'Hatzlacha, V'Karov, Adri Yaskol Tzadak. Okay, we're going to speak a little bit about Tu B'Shvat. It's very interesting. In the whole Shulchan Aruch, what does the Shulchan Aruch say to do on Tu B'Shvat? Nothing. Nothing is mentioned in Shulchan Aruch of what to do on Tu B'Shvat. In fact, the whole Tu B'Shvat is only mentioned two times in the whole Shulchan Aruch. One in Simon Kuf Lamed Aleph, he says, don't say Tachanun on, on Tu B'Shvat. Then he talks about if somebody fasts every Monday and Thursday, what happens if it comes out on Tu B'Shvat? That's the entire mention of Tu B'Shvat. How many fruits should you eat? He doesn't say. What kind of fruits should you eat? He doesn't say. The minhag of eating fruits is not brought down, not in Shulchan Aruch, not in Ramah, not in... Anywhere, except Magen Avram says, Noagim ha'ashkenazim le'echol perot. The Ashkenazim eat fruit. What do the Svaradim eat? Couscous, no. Doesn't say. It's not brought down. Nothing, nothing. However, we know that uh, nowadays, certainly the, the Svaradik post can also bring down the custom of eating fruits on Tu B'Shvat. So the first question we have to ask ourselves is, why should you eat fruits on Tu B'Shvat? Say, what do you mean? It's Rosh Hashanah Le'ilanot. Now, do you know what it means, Rosh Hashanah Le'ilanot? Many people have a mistake. They think the fruits are, the, are judged on Tu B'Shvat. The fruits are not judged on Tu B'Shvat. Pesach is the day of judgment for the fruits. When we say Tu B'Shvat is Rosh Hashanah Le'ilanot, it's for Hilchot Ma'aser. That whatever fruit grew before Tu B'Shvat is last year's produce. Whatever grows... After Tu B'Shvat is this year's, and you're now to take off this year's Maser from last year's Maser. So what's the Yom Tov? It's just a line of demarcation. It's like tax season. It's basically, it's April 15th. That's what it is. Does anybody uh, skip Tachnun on April 15th? People fast on April 15th. <laughs> Nobody skips Tachanun on tax day. So Tu B'Shvat is basically tax day. Pay up all your ma'aser from last year. Now begins the new cycle of ma'aser. It's not a day of judgment. It's a day of demarcation. Nobody celebrates echad be'elul. is Rosh Hashanah le'ma'aser behema. So whatever cows were born last year, you take off the ma'aser from last year's cows. Whatever cows are born this year, you take off the ma'aser from this year's cows. But it's not a Yom Tov. What exactly do you celebrate on Tu What are you so happy about? Why do you omit the tachanun? That's the big question. Another question is, why should you eat fruits? On Sukkot, we're judged on Mayim. 
Uh, you know anybody who drinks water on, on Sukkot? On Shavuot, we're judged on grain. You know anybody who eats wheat on Shavuot? On Pesach, we're judged on fruit. Nobody eats fruit on Pesach. Uh, Tu B'Shvat is a a day of demarcation for the fruit. So so why should we eat fruit? That's the big question. So Rabotai, we begin with the Mishnah in the beginning of Masech Rosh Hashanah. So actually, according to Beit Shammai, Tu B'Shvat is not even the line of demarcation. We know Beit Shammai holds what? Echad B'Shvat. So the Mishnah says like this, Be'echad B'Shvat Rosh Hashanah La'ilan. On the first day of Shvat is Rosh Hashanah for a tree. Kedivrei Beishamai. Beishil Aloimrim, Bachamisha Asar. Beishil says on the 15th. Tonight's Shiur is going to be about not one word, one letter in the Mishnah. There's an extra letter in the Mishnah. Who, let's see who could identify the extra letter in this Mishnah. The Mishnah says. So the million dollar question is Anybody find the extra letter? Which one? Kaf Who said Kaf? Raise your hand if you said Kaf The extra letter is the Kaf The Mishnah should say Rosh Hashanah Li'ilan Divrei Beishamai What's Kid Divrei Beishamai? We never say kid divrei, we always say divrei. Divrei Rabbi Meir, divrei Rabbi Lazar, divrei Rabbi Tarfan. What's kid divrei Beishamai? You know what kid divrei sounds like? This is consistent with everything Beishamai ever said. The first day of Shvat, this is in accordance with everything. In accord, kid divrei Beishamai. Like the, the opinion of Beishamai. What's kid divrei Beishamai? Who asked this question? The great... Also his descendant, the Admar of Kloisenberg, the Kloisenberg Rebbe asked this question, what's Ki Divrei Beit Shammai? Okay, Rabotai, fasten your seatbelts. We have a machloket. When was the world created? What are the two opinions? Who remembers? What are the two options? Either Be'echad B'Tishrei Rosh Hashanah, or Be'echad Benisan. Who holds what? If you look at number four, the Gemara brings Rabbi Lazar Oimer, Betishrei Nivraha Olam, Betishrei Nolduha Avot, Betishrei Meitu Avot. So the Rabbi Lazar is of the opinion in Tishrei the world was created, in Tishrei the Avos were born, in Tishrei the Avos died, in Tishrei Yosef got out of jail, in on Rosh Hashanah the Avodah in Mitzrayim stopped. Benisan Nigalu, we were redeemed in Nisan. Betishrei Asidin Ligael. You ever hear that? Betishrei Asidin Ligael. That's the opinion of Rabbi Lazar. If you hold the world was created in Tishrei, then we're going to be redeemed in Tishrei. Comes Rabbi Yehoshua, Benisan Nivraha Olam. Benisan Nol Duavot. Benisan Meituavot. Benisan. Nigalu benisan atidin ligael. So we have a machloikas. When's Mashiach? Okay. So the first machloikas is when was the world created? Rabbi Lezer says Rosh Hashanah, and Rabbi Yeshua says be'echad benisan. But by the way, this is not a halachic dispute. This is not a halachic dispute. You would say if I would ask you who do we paskin like, say there's no psak. It's not halacha. But nevertheless, there's a rule 
Rabbi Eleazar and Rabbi Yeshua, we always paskin like Rabbi Yeshua. So that means we paskin, Benisan Nivraha Olam. And we paskin, Benisan Asidin Ligael. Okay, so we're coming up on Chodesh Nisan. So you know, Mashiach is getting closer. Benisan Asidin Ligael. But, so we have a very important Machlokas. Rabbi Eleazar says the world was created in Tishrei, Mashiach will come in Tishrei. Rabbi Yeshua says the world was created in Nisan, Mashiach will come in Nisan. Comes the great Bnei Yisachar, and he says, well, if the world was created by Tishrei, what does it mean the world? What, what world? Man was created by Echad Tishrei. Yeah? So when was the, the first day of creation? Before. Week before. Chaf Elul. Okay? Or if you say Benisan Nivraha Olam, then when did God say Vayomalakim Yihiar? Bechaf Hei Adar. Okay? So we have, we have a, a machloket. What was the first day of creation? Rabbi Yeshua says Chaf Hei Adar, and Rabbi Lazar says Chaf Hei Elul. Okay? We have another principle. Raise your hand if you're married. Okay? Okay, some people are are willing to admit. Forty days before you were formed, there was a heavenly voice. We all know about the the bas call, the bat call. Does it do anything for you if I speak Bhavarasvardit or it doesn't make a difference? We'll go back and forth, you know. This way. What? Chasidish. The Baskal cries out 40 days before you're formed. Bas ploini leploini. Him to her. God's already being mezavig, the zivug. How many days before you're formed? 40 days. Which really means at the time of conception. Because it takes 40 days until the embryo is formed. At day 40, the embryo is formed. The gender is determined on day 40. A person is formed on day 40. Which means at conception, 40 days earlier... At the time of conception, it's indetermined the, the future of the fetus. It, it's only determined on day 40. So at conception, 40 days earlier, God says him to her. Okay? What do we see from this Gemara? That 40 days before something comes to be, it's conceived. 40 days before something is created, God plans it. 40 days before the embryo is formed, God says him to her. Okay, so that's an idea that 40 days before God does something, He plans it. So if the first day of creation is Chafhei Elul, when did God think of the idea to create the world? 40 days before Chafhei Elul. What's 40 days before Chafhei Elul? Well, take you 30 days is Chafhei Av. 40 days is Tuba'av. 40 days is Tuba'av. In other words, if the first day of creation is the 25th day of Elul, then 40 days before, God said, you know what? I think it's a good idea to create the world. Now we understand why Tuba'av is a day of to be Mezavik Zivugim. Why? Because that's the day that God had the idea to be Mezavik, the world, on the, for the sake of the Jewish people. God created the world for Klal Yisrael, so that He could unite with us. So when was the Shidduch between us and God made? Tuba'av. That's why Tuba'av is the day of Zivugim, because the ultimate Zivug for the creation of the world was on Tuba'av. 
You say, but what do you mean? But in Lakewood, they open up the freezer on Tubishvat. That's when the guys start going out. That's because we hold like Rabbi Hoshua, that the world was created in Nisan. So the first day of creation was Chafei Adar. So the day that God decided to create the world was Tubishvat. So if you want to know the significance of Tubishvat, that is when it entered the mind of God to create the world. According to Rabbi Lezer, on Tu Ba'av. According to Rabbi Yeshua, Tu Bishvat. Now we know why Tu Bishvat is something like a Yom Tov. In other words, Rosh Hashanah is a Yom Tov. God created man. But the real Yom Tov is when God thought to create man. Which is when? Tu Bishvat. Or Tu Ba'av. Okay? Friends, we're just getting started. Okay? So this is, this is the two tracks of the creation of the world. There's Tuba'av, conception. Chafhei Elul, creating light. Rosh Hashanah, creating man according to Rabbi Eliezer. According to Rabbi Hoshua, God conceived the idea to create the world on Tuba'shvat. He said, Yihiyar on Chafei Adar, and he created man on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Okay? Fine. So what does this have to do with Beishamai? There's a statement in Shas, Rabbi Eliezer, who says the world was created in Tishrei. He's Shamuti. Shamuti. You ever hear that expression, Rabbi Eliezer? Shamuti. Simply it means he was put in Cherem. Rabbi Eliezer, Ben Horkinos, was put in Cherem. He was too assertive. He disagreed with the Chachamim, they put him in Cherem. But the Yushalmi says Shamuti means he's a Shammai man. He's a student of Shammai. Everything he says is in accordance with Shammai. Rabbi Lezer was a student of Shammai. When do you think Be Shammai would say God created the world? Betishrei or Benisan? So now we have to think for a moment. We know that Be Shammai is Midas Hadin. The strict letter of the law. Beis Hillel is Midas HaRachamim. If God created the world in Tishrei, Tishrei is the day that God judges the world. It's a day of judgment. It's a day of Mdin. Midas Hadin. It's a day of strict justice. Beis would say, Midas Hadin Hashem created the world. God created the world on the first day of Tishrei. Midas Hadin. Bereshis bara... Elohim, Midas Hadin. Balaturim says, Bereshis could be unscrambled. Aleph, Betishrei. Bereshis, Aleph, Betishrei. Beishamai says, God created the world. Aleph, Betishrei. Beishamai would say, no way. Beishamai would say, no way. Beishamai would say, God created the world in Nisan. In Nisan, there's no Midas Hadin. There's no Rosh Hashanah in Nisan. When we needed to get out of Egypt, when did God take us out of Egypt? We never would have left Egypt in a million years on Rosh Hashanah. God would have judged us, and that's it. He, he would have saw we serve Avodah Zarah, we never would get out. In Nisan, God says, no problem. You're 49th level of Tumah, you're Aram Be'ariah, you're naked and bare of mitzvot, you have no mitzvot. Don't worry, I give you a freebie. I have Rachamim on you. Nisan is the month of Rachamim. Beis Hillel says that God created the world Be'echad Nisan. You ready for this? Rabbi Lezer is a Shammai man. Rabbi Lezer holds of Midas Hadin. So Rabbi Lezer would hold that the world was created when? Tishrei. Okay? 
40 days before is Tubav, right? Chafhei Elo, 40 days before Tubav. If you would say to Rebbe Lezer, is there something called Tubashvat? He said, I never heard of Tubashvat. What's Tubashvat? Tubashvat is meaningless. I'm a Shammai man. I'm a Tishrei man. If you want anything about Shvat, it's Rosh Chodesh Shvat. Kid Divrei Beit Shammai. In accordance with Beit Shammai Shita in general, that the world was created by Midas Hadin. That's why it says, Rebbe Lezer Oimer, Be... Rebbe, um, excuse me? Kid Divrei Beit Shammai. Because according to Rabbi Eleza and according to Beit Shammai, there is no significance to Tubashvat. What's Tubashvat? Tubashvat only makes sense if God created the world. Comes Beit Hillel. Beit Hillel says, I say God created the world. Bemidas Arachamim. And if He created the world, Bemidas Arachamim, He created it. Be'echad Nisan. And that means the first day of creation was Chafhei. Adar. And that means 40 days before Chafhei Adar is Tuba'av. Therefore, Tuba'shvat. Therefore, Beishilaloimrim, Bechamisha Asar Beshvat. The Machloikes, Beishamai, and Beishilal is completely dependent on when God created the world. Beishilal says God created the world, Berachamim. Therefore, the first day of creation was Chafhei Adar. 40 days before is Tuba'shvat. However, Beishamai says, Bechamisha Asar, Bechamisha says, Rosh Chodesh Shvat, there's no such thing as Tu B'Shvat. Tu B'Shvat is in the world of Rabbi Yehoshua, but I hold the world was created in Tishrei. Okay? Let's take it one more step. We said there's a Machloikis when God created the world. Did He create the world in Nisan or in Tishrei? When's Mashiach coming? In which month? Tishrei or Nisan? Rabbi Yoshua would say the world was created in Nisan, Benisan Nivra Haolam, Benisan Nigalu Avotenu Mimitzrayim, Uvenisan Asidin Ligael. What would Rabbi Eliezer say Mashiach is coming? Rabbi Eliezer says, Betishrei Nivra Haolam, Benisan Nigalu Avotenu, Uvetishrei Atidin Ligael. Who do we hold like? Rabbi Yoshua. Which means the Geula will come when? Nisan. The Geula will come in Nisan. When will be like the first step of the Geula? Well, if, if the beginning of the Geula is Rosh Chodesh Nisan, but the preliminary step will be Chafhe Adar. Okay? When will it arise in the mind of Hashem? You know, I think it's a good idea to bring Geula. 40 days before. Tu B'Shvat. If you want to know why Tu B'Shvat is a Yom Tov, it's because it's the day, it's Ya'ale Bedas Elyon Ligal Es Yisrael. According to Rabbi Yehoshua, it's Tu B'Shvat. According to Rabbi Lezer, it's Tu Ba'av. Now there's another amazing machloket between Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Yehoshua. Do we need to do Teshuvah for Mashiach to come? Rabbi Lezer says, well, I'll ask you a little trivia. Who says, Ein Yisrael Nigalin Ella Bitshuva? Who do you think would say that? And who do you think would say, Yisrael Nigalin Afim Loa Asotshuva? Rabbi Yeshua holds, we don't have to do Teshuva for Gu'ulah to come. 
Rabbi Eliezer holds, Ein Yisrael Nigalin Ela B'Tshuvah. It's a separate machlokas. Take a look in number 12. In number... Let's see if we can find it. See, Gemara and Sanhedrin, look at number 24. Gemara says, Rabbi Eliezer Oimer, Im Yisrael Osin Tshuva Nigalin, Ve'im Lav Ein Nigalin. So many Svarim write, Rabbi Eliezer is going Lishitase. Rabbi Eliezer, who holds the world was created in Tishrei, and the Geula will happen in Tishrei. What's Tishrei? Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Hoshana Rabbah, the month of Teshuvah. Ein Yisrael Nigalim Ela B'Teshuvah. That's why Rabbi Eliezer holds the world was created in Tishrei. The Geula will happen in Tishrei, and therefore Ein Yisrael Nigalim Ela B'Teshuvah. But Rabbi Yeshua holds the world is created in Nisan. And we're going to be redeemed in Nisan. Now question. When the Jews left Egypt, we did Teshuvah? No. We had mitzvot? No. We were on a high level? We were about to sink to the abyss. If we would have been there a second longer, we would have fallen to the point of no return. So why did God redeem us? Rachamim gemurim. What does Pesach mean? Rashi says, Ufasachti. Chamalti, Rashi says. Pesach is Rachamim. Nisan is Rachamim. So according to Rabbi Yeshua, Geula will happen? Berachamim, what month? Nisan, this is Tzadik. What's your name? Zohar. You're my neighbor. Yeah? Dezrat Hashem. Alright. I only live next to people named Zohar. <laughs> what? Yeah. According to, according to Rabbi Yoshua, we don't need Teshuvah for Geula. And therefore Geula will happen in Nisan, because Nisan is the month of Rachamim without Teshuvah. So if Geula will happen in Rosh Chodesh Nisan, and God will start preparing the Geula, Adar, what is the most merciful day of the year where it arises in the mind of Kibiyachal Das Elyon? You know, I think I should redeem the Jewish people. Berachamim. Tu B'Shvat. Tu B'Shvat is the day it arises in Hashem's mind to redeem the Jewish people. Berachamim. See, so what does it got to do with the fruits? This is, this is a gift from heaven. You ready? This is beautiful. Does anybody, obviously, you know, we're not, nobody knows when Mashiach is coming, but the Gemara says, what is the clearest symbol and sign from the heavens that the, the uh, Geula is coming? The Gemara says, Ein l'cha keitz megula mizeh. It's Gemara in Sanhedrin, Dab Tzadikhas. Rabbi Eliezer, v'amar Rabbi Abba, Ein l'cha keitz megula mizeh, she'ne'emar, v'atem hare Yisrael, when fruit, what? It's number 20. When fruits grow in the land of Israel, that is the clearest sign Mashiach is coming. Throughout our history, you know, if you ever read the article of Mark Twain, he writes about his uh, travels through Palestine. He talks about how dreary, how desolate, everybody knows, until 1948, it was swampland. It was ridden with malaria. Nothing grew anywhere. When the Arabs were on the land for a thousand years, it was the most barren, desolate, despondent, despicable place. 
And all of a sudden the Jewish people come and it starts flourishing and it starts growing because the land of Israel needs the people of Israel to flourish. The Gemara says, Ein lecha megula There's no clearer sign of Mashiach than the delicious fruits of Israel. In fact, we have many Gemarot. The Gemara says that Rav Huna was eating a fruit and his son Rabbah said, Wow! The fruit, that fruit smells very good. That's the fruit, really, it smells very good. So Rav Huna said, Tahara yeshbecha. You're very tahar. You're very tahar. The Gemara explains that from the day the temple was destroyed, the purity and the lusciousness and the deliciousness of fruit ended. Mishachar beit hamikdash, batla tamperot. Fruits don't taste the same way they used to. We don't enjoy the same taste that fruits had. But when Mashiach comes, fruits will gain a much more delicious, flavorful taste. It's very interesting. Chazal tell us that Asidin Laasos Ilane Srak Asidin Laasor Perot. When Mashiach comes, even maple trees, even Oak trees will give fruit. Right now, you know, you have fruit trees and you have non-fruit trees. When Mashiach comes, even barren trees will produce fruit. There's a very strong connection between Geula and the blossoming of fruit. Fruit is the strongest premonition that Mashiach is coming. In fact, there's a certain flavor you could taste in fruit. If the base of English is destroyed, the flavor is lost. When the gula is happening, there's a certain flavor that is going to come back. Rav Shlomo Azaman Orbach says, since the Gemara tells us that when the base of English was destroyed, the taste and the purity of fruit ended, when we make a blessing after fruit, we say in the Allah Mich Allah we say, that when Mashiach comes and when we return to Yushalayim, the purity of the fruit will be restored. We don't say anything about tahara in Berchat Hamazon. Because there's no lack of tahara in bread. But there's a lack of tahara in perot. The, the tahara of perot was diminished with the destruction of the base of You know, I was thinking, you know, my house, we have young kids. Do kids eat fruits? No. They don't know what a fruit is. They, don't, they never heard of a fruit. They don't even know what it is. They see an orange thing. You know? They, they, don't, they don't know. But my grandparents, they eat fruits. They only ate fruits, right? Dessert was a fruit. You give a kid a fruit, he doesn't know what to do with it. He doesn't know how to hold it. He doesn't know what bracha it is. He doesn't know if it's living, it's a chai, a medaber, a tzomeach. Why? Because in earlier generations... They had more tahara. So they, had, they were able to taste a closer taste of the fruit to the way fruits used to be. So at least they still had a connection, appreciation for fruits. Nowadays, we're so distant from the tahara of fruits, so the kid has to eat gushers and fruity pebbles. <laughs> but he can't eat a fruit. There's nothing. He said, well, it doesn't taste like anything. Right? Yet my grandparents, so delicious, the fruit. It's so, right? Why? Yeridar hadarot, you see it in Achilat Perot. This is an open Gemara. Barech aleinu Hashem akenos hashana hazot ve'et. Soon I'm going to know your Nusach. Ve'ez kovne. 
Terachim Tzion, right? Not Bilushalayim, Yerchadara. What comes after Baruch Aleinu? Tekah B'Shofar Gadol. The Gemara asks, why does Tekah B'Shofar come right after Baruch Aleinu? Because after God blesses us with luscious fruits, that's when Tekah B'Shofar Gadol, it's a Gemara Megillah. The coming of the fruits, the taste of the fruits, the proliferation of the fruits, the flavor of the fruits. When the base of Israel was destroyed, we lost flavor. When Rav Huna tasted a fruit, when Rav Huna tasted a fruit, and Rabbah said, that smells good, Rav Huna said, wow, you have the purity of the Beit HaMikdash. So in other words, if somebody was, let's say, anticipating Geulah, where would he be like checking? You know, if somebody was anticipating and yearning and aspiring for Geulah, where would he be searching for it? He's checking out the fruits. He's tasting the fruits. Does it taste the same as last year or is there like an enhanced flavor this year? Does the fruit have more tahara? Does the fruit feel, taste like more kedusha? What day of the year does it arise in the mind of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to redeem the Jewish people? Well, we paskin like Rabbi Hoshua Benisan Asidan Ligayal, which means the first day of Geulah Chafhe Adar. Which means 40 days before that, it arises in Hashem's mind to redeem the Jewish people, Tu B'Shvat. So on Tu B'Shvat, we're already yearning for Geulah. We're thinking about it, we're dreaming about it. So we're going to pick up those fruits and we're going to imagine the enhanced flavor. The rest of the year, people look at a buxer. What, what do you do with buxer? It's like, you play drums with it. I mean, honestly, I don't know any human being who, actually, who ate a buxer. It's like eating the table. On Tu B'Shvat, all of a sudden, Buxer, it's delicious, it's very sweet. Carob, for Ashkenazi, Yiddish, Buxer, what do you call it? Charuvim. The rest of the year, a Te'ina, a Tamar, nobody has... Uh, by the way, your Tamar, you got to slice it open. You got to make sure there are no Tola'im in the Tamar. Because that's not good. You don't want to eat worms. Even though they're high in protein, each worm is many, many lavim. You got to open it up. Tamarim, te'inim, you got to check. A lot of fruits, they have to be uh, checked for tolaim. But what's the connection to eating fruits on Tu Bishvat? The connection is very clear. The clearest premonition that the gula is coming is detected in the the savory flavor of a fruit, and therefore we taste the fruit, it's a way of being mispalel, it's a way of praying, it's a way for, of yearning, it's a way of aspiring for the coming of Geula. I'll end off with Remez Nifla, out of this world. Tetubeshvat Besov HaTorah. So it comes out that Tishrei, you know, Tishrei is a hard month, we're sweating the whole Tishrei. Some people even say slichot, 40 days before, you know. Because you have to do a lot of teshuvah. To get anything accomplished in Tishrei, you need teshuvah. It's, it's the time of the year of which Tana? Rebbe Eliezer, who goes like Beit Shammai. It's Midat Hadin. You want to accomplish something, you need teshuvah. This time of the year, you know, you lean back a little bit, you could unbutton a little bit. You don't need teshuvah. You're somech an rachame shamayim. We don't. Yisrael nigalim afim lo osim teshuva. You could be erom. You could be Arya, You could be memtesh aritumah. You could rely on rachame shamayim. Ready for this? 
You look at the parashiyot at the end of the Torah. Vayelach, how many psukim? Very short. How many psukim in Vayelach? 30. Nitzavim, how many psukim? 40. Ha'azinu, how many psukim? 52. You ready for this? Says the great tzaddik Rav Moshe Wolfson. There are different types of teshuvah. Big tzaddikim, they start Rosh Chodesh Elul. 30 days later, Rosh Hashanah, they wrap it up. They're nechtavim, nechtamim, lechayim tovim. And they're done. They don't need anything else. That's Parshas Vayelech. 30 days and call it a day. Some people, they take a little bit longer. They take another 10 days. They need Yom Kippur. 40 days. That's Parshat Nitzavim. That's Parshat Nitzavim. 40 days. Those are the Beinonim. Those are, they can't do tshuva only in 30 days. They need 40 days. So they're tshuva. They need Parshat Nitzavim. 40 days of tshuva. Then you have people, it takes them a little bit more time. They need Sukkot. They need Hoshana Rabbah. They need Shmini Atzeret. How many days from Rosh Chodesh Elul to the 22nd day of Tishrei? Shmini Atzeret? 52 days. That's Parshad Ha'azinu. Those, so if you can't do it in Vayelech 30 days, you can't do it in Nitzavim 40 days, and you can't, then you have Ha'azinu 52 days. By the way, Rav Moshe Wolfson said he told his son-in-law, the Stachina Rebbe, and the Stachina Rebbe said, well, 30 plus 40 plus 52 is 122. Kitavo is also 122. Now, what's 122? What if you can't do Teshuvah in 30 days? And you can't do in 40 days? And you can't do in 50 days? If you add 52. If you add 30, 40, and 52, that's 122. 122 days from Rosh Chodesh Elul, Zot Chanukah. Okay? So you have 30 days, you try to do it by Rosh Hashanah. 40 days, you try to do it by Yom Kippur. 52, Hoshana Rabbah. If you can't do it then, you have Kitavo. You have 30, 40, 52. 30 plus 40 plus 52 is 122. Zot Chanukah. That gets you, by the way, the end of Kitavo, the end of Ha'azinu. What's the end of Ha'azinu? Is Vizos Habracha? Vizos, Zos Chanukah. Okay. So here's the million dollar question. What do you do with Parshat Vizot Habracha? You have 30 in Vayelech, 40 in Nitzavim, 52 in Ha'azinu, 122 in Kitavo. You have 41 Pesukim in Vizot Habracha. Doesn't fit in. Doesn't go in. So Rav Moshe Wolfson said, don't worry about Vezot HaBracha. You don't read it on Shabbat. So it doesn't count. So you have Vayelech is 30. Nitzavim is 40. Ha'azinu 52. And then you add them all together. Zot Chanukah. You have different options of tshuva. 30 days from Rosh Hashanah till, from Rosh Chodesh El to Rosh Hashanah. 40 days till Yom Kippur. 52 till... Shmini Atzeret, and 122 till Zod Chanukah. So, Bezchutchem, Hashem gave me Matana Tova. I say, Vizot HaBracha is very important. Because Vizot HaBracha has 41 Pesukim. So, if you count 41 days from Zod Chanukah, 
it gets you to Tu B'Shvat. So if you can't do Teshuvah by Rosh Hashanah, and you can't do Teshuvah by Yom Kippur, and you can't do it by Shmini Atzeret, and you can't even do like Sifrei Chasidot say, Zod Chanak, so what are you supposed to do? There are no other options. There's one more option. You only have to do Teshuvah in the world of Rabbi Eliezer, in the Tishrei world. In the world of Rabbi Eliezer, that the world was created Bedin, and the Gula will happen Bedin, you got to do Teshuvah, so you got to worry about Rosh Hashanah, you got to worry about Yom Kippur, you got to worry about Shemini Atzeret, you got to worry about Zod Chanukah. But luckily, we don't paskin like Rabbi, Hoshua, or like Rabbi Eliezer. We paskin like Rabbi Hoshua. Benisa Nivra HaOlam. Benisa Nasidun Ligael. And if Benisa Nasidun Ligael, then the first day of Geula is Chav Adar. And if first day of Geula of Chav Adar, then the first day that God thinks about Geula is Tu B'Shvat. So if you still haven't done Teshuvah yet, on Tu B'Shvat, you could await and anticipate and hope for Rachamei Shamayim. And the Rachamei Shamayim is that even if we're not Zocheh, and your Eirom Ve'eria, and your Memtesh Arei Tumah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will drag you out, provided you with the program. And when you eat the fruits, Ein Lecha Ketz Megula Mizeh, we hope, we pick up the fruit, and we hope to taste, and to savor, and to feel, and to be margish, the Tahara, the coming of the Geula. And with that, we hope, it ushers in a new period of the year, a period of Simcha, of the Yemei Purim, that help us prepare for Pesach, Be'ezrat Hashem, we should all be Zocheh, Be'tu B'Shvat, Allah, Be'dat HaMakom, Ligo Aleinu, B'mher V'yaminu, Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.